Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heavens. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying... Hey, man. Hey, man. That is John Freaky in for Mike today. I love the fact that our listeners are now hitting us up on Twitter and sending their top five Christmas movies like J.D., who says Batman Returns, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Home Alone, A Charlie Brown Christmas, and Die Hard is, is number one. But a lot of people, John, uh, before we get into this Taquan Graham interview, are blaming you and saying, what is John doing? And you said that, that Chris changed the rules on you. Well, but people were setting in Christmas movies. Did you have anything but Christmas movies on your list? No, Christmas movies only. I, okay, I think Orn only had Christmas movies, right? Yep. I mean, I think we all understood that they were all going to be Christmas movies. And then as we start along, he says, no, it could be holiday movies, any holiday. And I went, okay, Halloween. And then he changed the rules again, and he said, no, it's got to be in the spirit of Christmas. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you changed the rules twice, I'll be in 20 seconds. Wait. What do you want me to do? It's any holiday. <laughs> Todd, Todd, Todd says, finally somebody agrees with me about trading places as the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Jonathan Walker says, uh, Chris screwed this up, confusing freaky, laughing emoji. <laughs> so there's a lot of this going on right now. Uh, and then uh, Alicia hits us up and she says, come on, where is every parent movie jingle all the way? Which, by the way, is a very good movie. That is a very good movie. I'm with you on that. So um, you guys can hit us up. Find us. John Freaky. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes. Dukes and Bell 929. And, of course, Mike Bell. ATL. uh, Check him out and make sure you hit us all up. We talked to Taquan Graham earlier this week. He got a sack last week. I think, you know, again, it takes time for guys to come on. And he talked to us about his injury and a lot of other things. But I asked him first and foremost, how is he growing and developing as a player? Uh, I felt like the expectations early on. Uh, you know, at least this season, was to, you know, get more pressure on the QB, affect the QB a lot more. And I feel like we've done that more than we have in the past. 
And uh, I think I was on to something, you know, uh, last year. Uh, unfortunately, I had got hurt. Yep. And, uh, you know, I've been using the season to get back on track. And I uh, felt like I started catching my groove, you know, two, three weeks ago. So uh, just going to continue to build off of that. What's the room been like without two of your leaders in Grady and David Onyemata? Obviously, Grady lost for the season. David's been out the past couple of weeks. But guys like yourself and Kentavious Street before he went out have really stepped up. What's been your guys' mindset? Um, honestly, uh, to not have any drop-off when those guys, you know, got injured, uh, it, it it was devastating for, you know, Grady to get hurt, you know. Uh, you know, as a player on the field, it's also uh, as a mentor to me as well. Uh, it's kind of tough not having them around every day. Uh, I feel like David stepped up and became kind of that, you know, mentor for the room as well as Calais Campbell. Uh, but, you know, David going down as well, he still, he still was in the room. He still was giving his advice. So, I kind of felt like he helped us, you know, keep that bar the same way. Uh, but honestly, I think the main goal was to, you know, affect games, uh, to make sure people didn't run the ball like they wanted to. I feel like for the most part, we've gotten that done. Uh, but, you know, as a collective, uh, we're just trying to, you know, stack wins. And uh, we haven't gotten that done these past couple weeks. Taquan Graham joining us here on Dukes and Bell, guys. Falcons getting ready for Indy on Sunday. You know, uh, well, you don't know. I, I know Bijan knows. Hook him, hook him. Hook so, him all so, the way. Uh, hook him all the way. So we got to talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about what you just said about the defense because the defense has been balling, man, as a whole, right? When you start looking at these statistical numbers and top ten here and you guys not giving up a touchdown three of the last four games, like – as a group, talk about that and coming together. The problem is, Taquan, and you know this, like late in games, we hadn't been able to get that stop we've needed to get. How much have you guys discussed that in comparison to what you are doing so well? Um, I, think that's, I think that's one of the first things we talk about coming in on that Monday. Uh, you know, Ryan Nielsen, he, he's emphasizing every, everything that we're doing on our side of the ball. You know what I mean? All our mistakes, everything that we can do to affect the game. And I feel like when we have the game in our hands right then, right there, I feel like we got to finish it. So I think we all on the same page is, you know, we're we're playing great, you know, basically all through four quarters. But those last five minutes in the game, that's when we really got to lock it down. And I feel like everybody feels it, you know, from top to the bottom, you know, the back end, the front end, you know, we all feel the same way. And uh, we're going to get it done. And we're going to start with Indy. Uh, we just got to look at the next game ahead of us and take care of business. Is there – not at any individual player, but is there ever any frustration from the defense at the offense when sometimes it feels like you guys are holding up your end of the bargain, but sometimes the offense isn't necessarily where you guys have been all season long? Honestly, we don't train that way. Mm. The first thing we talked about is we got to worry about our side of the ball. If we're we're out there on any any possession on defense, our job is to stop them. Our job is to get the, get the ball back to the offense. And that last drive, we didn't do that. And we had the game in our hands, and we didn't get it done. So that's the things that we focus on as a defense, as a whole collective unit. What's Texas going to do, man? <laughs> man we're going to get that dub, just like I predicted the last one. <laughs> you, yeah. you called it? You called yeah. it? Yeah, I called that one. Yeah, that was big. Come on. That was big. So we're going to shut down Penix? Listen to me, we. We going to shut down Penix? Yeah, we. We? Because yeah, we, we. we got to do that. I, 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 listen, the Come kids. Come on, I'm betting on Big Sweat, man. He's a monster, isn't he? I'm betting on Big Sweat. You guys are not following us right now. We're talking about this D-line for the Texas Longhorns right now. Semifinals against Washington. Uh, today, by the way, is National Signing Day. I don't know if you're aware of that. Take me back to you signing at Texas. You're from Colleen, which is a small town, guys, right outside of Austin, basically. 
For those who don't know, take me back to your signing day because today a lot of kids, man, are living their dream. Georgia has a number one class. Chris and I are going to talk more about that coming up. Texas with a top five class, so start getting it done. What was your experience like? Uh, my experience was kind of crazy. Uh, I started off with Coach Strong. That's right. Yeah. Charlie Strong. Yeah. You know, he had a, you know, that, that terrible Kansas loss, you know, end up getting fired and, you know, get a random call one day, you know, from uh, Tom Herman. He told me, hey, do you still want to stay? Mm. And, you know, my family was Longhorn fans since, you know, I was raised up. So, you know, I was always rolling with the Longhorns all the way. You know, I tried to, you know, do my due diligence. And, <laughs> Where'd you, know, you go visit? Where'd you go visit? Man, I visited TCU. Then I canceled my OU trip. Oh, um, I know yeah. they was hot. Yeah, they, they was definitely hot, but, you know. Don't I, tell David Bassetti that. <laughs> <laughs> we always joking around like that. I know. Yeah, that boy put a jersey in my locker this year. But no, it's he hot. didn't. Yeah, he did, but it's okay, though. We in the playoffs. This is true. This is true, and they're at home. This is true. Speaking Big of uh, tramps. Speaking of Longhorns, <laughs> a guy you get to see in practice every day, Bajan, he's a pretty special cat. What have you seen that makes him so special? Um, I think it's his mindset. Um, I think a guy, you know, you know, in your rookie year, I think you you got to get used to the speed of the game and how efficient players are on the field and how good everybody else is. And I think he's kind of been running circles around guys in college and it took a minute for him to adjust, you know, those first few games or so. Uh, even him making mistakes, he, he doesn't get into his own head. I feel like he keeps pushing. He's always positive. He's always looking forward. I think that's the most important thing, especially with the offensive player. You don't ever want them to play timid or be afraid to make mistakes. And I feel like he's taking advantage of a lot of opportunities that he's had this year. And I'm, I'm excited to see what he does his next game and the rest of the season. I think y'all haven't seen everything that he has yet. Yeah. Okay. That's that's for sure. Okay. It is Taquan Graham. Uh, before we let you go, man, is this experience being in the league and everything, everything you expected? Is, is and how? What's the what's the most difficult part been for you? Because now you've been in it, right? You've been drafted. You've gone through that first year. What's been the most difficult part for you? Um, honestly, being being a hundred percent honest, uh, I, I've never been through an injury or gotten injured myself. Uh, and going through that in the league, there was a lot of uncertainty. You know, a lot of people back at home, you know, checking on me, just wondering, like, what's going to happen. And, you know, I was feeling the same way, you know, all braced up and stuff. you just going through rehab and stuff. Uh, I felt like that was the that was the most difficult part for me, getting through that uh, mentally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I thought I was invincible until I wasn't, you know. Uh, and, you know, I'm a very strong guy. I even got my strength back after the surgery. But getting over that hump and knowing that you're not invincible no more, but still putting in that same work and playing fearless. I think that was definitely the key for me. But uh, is the league everything I thought it was? Uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be in the league. I feel like I put that put that work in every day since I was a little kid. But I do feel like it's a little different because there was a point in time, you know, post-injury that I kind of feel like, you know, you can't always – you can't take this for granted. It can be taken away any given day. Uh, just because you made it don't mean you'll stay. And uh, I think that's the most important thing. Once you make it, it doesn't seem as much as a big deal. You know what I mean? Sure. But it is a big deal. I feel like if you attack that every day, you'll be all right. All right. We're going to beat Washington, and then we're going to go beat Alabama. Yeah, we go get a rematch. <laughs> they ain't, ain't going to say we were lucky this time. Wait, wait, wait. You see it? Yeah, look at her over there. That's all right. She need to take that off. <laughs> Taquan Graham, she's got an Alabama sweatshirt on, one of the assistants up here. Hey, man, continued success. Yes, Good sir. luck, brother. Hook Thank em. you. Hook him. Appreciate you. Appreciate you all. All right. That's the.
Great interview with him to this week, uh, and he's coming into his own. You know, there are guys on this defense we keep saying, hey, are they going to end up being what we expected them to be? And he talked about that injury and how it affected him. Hey, coming up, though, we got to go behind enemy lines. What are we going to get with the Colts on Sunday? Andrew Moore is a Colts reporter. He works for Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated. We're going to pick his brain next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Coming up, we'll talk about Florida State and their quest to get out of the ACC. It's Dukes and Bell. John Fricky's in for Mike today, and we got to go behind enemy lines and find out what the Colts are bringing in here on Sunday. And we're talking with Andrew Moore right now, Colts reporter for Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated. First and foremost, uh, what's going on with Gardner Minshew? Uh, why is he playing so well and has his team going the way it does? Minshew magic is alive and well in Indianapolis. <laughs> and, and I tell you, a lot, a lot, I mean, a lot of the credit goes to Gardner Minshew for keeping the offense afloat. Uh, he's definitely had his moments where he's looked like a backup quarterback, but but for the most part, uh, Shane Steichen has really trusted in Gardner Minshew to keep to keep this offense together, and I think that's where a lot of the credit goes to as well is Shane Steichen. You know, he's been with Gardner Minshew for for multiple years with, with him was with him with, for two years in Philly before this season in Indianapolis, and Shane Steichen has really transformed this offense from the strengths of Anthony Richardson to the strengths of Gardner Minshew. So he's been the perfect back up quarterback to, to come in and keep this thing afloat and all of a sudden the Colts find themselves in a, in a race for the AFC South yeah, and a three-way tie because the Jaguars have slipped a little bit so Jags and Colts and Texans are all tied it went a hell of a race the last three weeks let me ask you something Andrew because you brought it up here would the Colts record be the same if Richardson hadn't got hurt I, I think I mean it's it's tough to say. I think there would have been different challenges just because 
Uh, he is a rookie. He was going to have the ups and downs of a rookie season. But the way things were trending, I mean, Anthony Richardson was, looked a lot better than, than what the draft pundits had said. He was not nearly as raw as, as people had labeled him coming out of the University of Florida. Uh, everything that I've heard inside the building is he was really mastering the offense very quickly. He's a very bright young young player. And, and so I, I don't think that the, the record would have been much different, you know, and, and the, the, the belief around the city is if Anthony Richardson had been healthy, uh, the Colts might be already at, at 10 wins. So he just, he just adds a different element and a different uh, explosiveness to this Colts offense that Gardner Minshew just does not have. So uh, would, would there have been some, some mistakes uh, uh, from the rookie quarterback? Of course. But I think that the Colts would be about right where they were if, if uh, Anthony Richardson was playing, maybe have a couple more wins under their belt. Let's talk about uh, Colts coming into town, by the way, guys. Eight and six on the season. They are in playoff contention against the Falcons on Sunday. One o'clock kick right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Andrew, let's talk about the run game because uh, I, I think I've been more surprised at Zach Moss than I have been Jonathan Taylor. But w- what's the deal there? Shared backfield. Uh, they, they're running the ball effectively. I, I don't know if they'll be able to do that against the Falcons. I think David Onyemata is a big part of that being back this week. But tell me what you think. I think the Colts get a really big boost with, with Jonathan Taylor returning. I mean, you said you've been impressed with Zach Moss, and Zach Moss has had a hell of a season. Yep. I mean, I think he has earned a, to be a starting back in the NFL. But over the last three weeks or so, ever since Jonathan Taylor went down with that thumb injury, uh, I think the Colts have rushed the ball in their first two games without Taylor. They ran the ball 41 times for only 101 yards, so only about 2.5 yards per carry. Zach Moss goes down against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson running the football, and they, they break off 170 yards. So I think with Jonathan Taylor, the Colts are going to go back to their ground game, but really it's all predicated on this offensive line. You talked about on Yamada. Uh, coming back, that's going to be a big challenge for this Colts team. But the Colts offensive line is is really rolling right now. You know, they ran at 13 straight plays against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, last week and basically telling them, try to stop us. And they absolutely dominated the front. And I think if the Colts running game is going to get going against the Falcons defense, it's going to be those big guys up front once again. All right, this is just me being in my Atlanta feelings right now. So you're saying that you got a new head coach and two new quarterbacks and things turned around in Indianapolis is kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, how <laughs> it, big it a difference seems like that. Yeah. Yeah. So how big a difference has it been with Steichen as opposed to Reich? I think the biggest change is just the accountability aspect. You know, Frank Reich, I mean, he's a, he's a great offensive mind. Uh, it, it's very unfortunate what happened in Carolina because I, I do I do think that, that Frank Reich is a good coach. But when you talk to Shane Steichen, he's all football all the time. He doesn't he doesn't want to talk about anything else but football. And and there's been some there's been a couple guys that that have had some some things this year and Shane Steichen has held him accountable he's not afraid to call out his best players when when they're not uh performing up to expectations he doesn't but he doesn't make it public he keeps everything internal just a, a very different approach uh than what Frank Reich and and Jeff Saturday even had last year uh holds key people accountable and, and players really want to play for him this entire Colts team has really bought in and, and it's pretty amazing how quickly Shane Steichen has been able to change the culture within this Colts organization. 
Last week, as we talked to Andrew Moore, Colts reporter, we go behind enemy lines. He uh, covers the uh, Colts for Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated. Indy fell behind 13-0 last week and then scored 30 points to beat the Steelers. And I think the point is, you know, we've been in these games all year where we've been, you know, fourth quarter, five minutes, six minutes, eight minutes to play like last week. And whether the offense gets the ball back or the defense is on the field, I'm expecting a similar kind of game. But this Colts team has shown the resiliency to be able to do this a couple of different times this season, haven't they? You, you, you nailed it right on the head. That, that word resiliency is, is actually one of Shane Steichen's pillars, and it's, it's actually painted on the walls within the, the, the Colts complex. Having that resiliency to, to, know, to feel that no matter what is happening in the game, you can always come back. And, and Gardner Minshew spoke, spoke about this this week is, you know, just having that confidence that, that Shane Steichen has in his players. The players have the confidence in Shane Steichen and this coaching staff that regardless if they're down 13 to nothing they always feel like they have a, a chance to win and and being able to rip off 30 straight points against the the Pittsburgh Steelers last week showed that I mean before that the, the Colts hadn't beat the Steelers since 2008 and they come in with a backup quarterback you you lose your your second string running back you, you you lose your top wide receiver in Michael Pittman Jr. and you're still able to score off 30 points it really I think shows the the guts and, and the moxie of, of this Colts team, and, and they're, they're a tough bunch to play right now. Andrew, as you look at the Falcons, we, we all know that the Falcons are going through it. It's a must-win at this point in the season. You know, a lot of must te- teams have must-wins. It just happens to be a must-win for the Colts and a must-win for the Atlanta Falcons. So they're both in the same kind of, you know, uh, you know got-to-do-this kind of mode here. But the Falcons are doing it with their backup quarterback against your backup quarterback, only their backup quarterback. The Falcons haven't, haven't won a game. Not as a Falcon, did as a commander, but not as a Falcon. Uh, what do you make of Taylor Heineke? I think I think Taylor Heineke is a lot more dangerous than than people might think. You know, I, I know Colts fans here in town. Uh, a lot of them would rather play, be playing Desmond Ritter than, than Taylor Heineke. But yeah. Taylor Heineke, the Colts fans last uh, last year got to see him up close and personal when they played the Washington Commanders. Heineke led a game-winning drive to, to win that game. And and so the Colts know that that even though he might seem like a backup quarterback, he, he can certainly play winning football. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, kind of the, the how Arthur Smith uses Taylor Heineke. Uh, I know uh, just talking to some some friends down in Atlanta this week that there's there's a lot of talk about Arthur Smith and how he uses players, uh, and that's up in question. So it, it, I think it's going to be an interesting chess match because while while Taylor Heineke may be a backup on paper, uh, he can still play winning football. And, and I think that if the Colts underestimate Heineke and, and this Falcons offense, uh, they're going to be in trouble. Andrew, uh, who wins the South, in your opinion, AFC South? Man, that's that's a that's a loaded question because it's all it's all predicated on if I think if Trevor Lawrence can't go this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't have any confidence that C.J. Beathard is going to be able to beat that Buccaneers squad. Mm. And the Colts really have a favorable schedule. I mean, going up against Atlanta, I'm leading Colts this weekend. I think they, then they had the Raiders at home, which I would lean Colts. And then Week 18 against the Houston Texans, anything can happen in a divisional matchup. But the Colts beat the Texans. Per- 
very handily in week two and and being in that playoff atmosphere in Lucas Oil Stadium on on week 18 you'd probably you probably lean towards the the home team so as of right now I'm I'm leaning Colts and and if if the Jaguars lose on Sunday uh, I think you should put your money that Indy's going to capture this AFC South title. Appreciate you stopping by, Andrew Moore. Thank you so much uh, going behind enemy lines. We hope uh, we get a good game on Sunday, and we hope we get a dub. We will see. Thank you again. Ha- uh, happy holidays. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, Indy's an interesting team, John, because, again, mm-hmm, when, R- when Richardson went down, he was playing well, and it looked like, you know, hey, he might have a shot to do something. But Gardner Minshew has stepped right in. And, you know, again, this could be a – at the end of the year, this could be an 11-win team. Let's just say they went out. Nobody expected that with the Colts. No, that's how the difference that Shane Steichen's made. I mean, yep. again, you changed your head coach and two quarterbacks and look at the results. You know, I, so uh, I'm not saying anything. It just happened, happens to be the, the test case, I think, that what we're looking at here. And, and of course, we didn't get into it, but the, the added – you know, emphasis in this game is that, you know, obviously Shane Steichen is not playing to, you know, try to, you know, keep his job. I'm not saying that Arthur Smith will be fired if he loses after Sunday. I'm just saying that that that, that would grow louder if he did. So, um, but, yeah, no, I think Indianapolis is, a, again, the Rams, teams that are peaking. The Rams, maybe, you know, Indianapolis went five of its last six. They're a different team. We got more to get to, including, once again, it's going to be all about Alabama and Georgia next year. As we talk about the road to the college football playoff and also Florida State trying to get out of the ACC. We'll fill you in on the latest next. Let's talk about what's... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. going on in college football georgia tech tonight playing ucf that game's gonna kick off here in about 40 minutes and uh john and i were talking about it earlier as john's in for mike this week um and and i do like the fact that i think this is going to be a high scoring game um but georgia tech you know they gotta they gotta maintain and and score consistently and i want to see what this team looks like under brent key in a bowl game it's been a minute 
since they've been in a bowl game. But as we said, uh, John, this is a building process. So just want to give Tech some props. Hopefully they handle their business, and uh, next week we're talking about a nice win. They had a, a good recruiting class coming in, and uh, hopefully they can continue to build on that. You know, and things are happening over at, uh, at the Flats, and I think you're seeing it with Brent Key. I think you're seeing the beginnings of it with Damon Stoudemire. I mean, they had a really nice win against, you know, UMass yesterday yep. out there in Hawaii. You know, they beat Mississippi State. They've beaten Duke. They lost a couple of bad games, but nonetheless – uh, you know, I think Damon's got that program at least kind of, you know, seeking its footing out there. And so I think the good things are happening. And the, the, the best thing, of course, for Georgia Tech is now everybody, you have to understand Georgia Tech and everybody in the ACC is rooting like mad for Florida State. Uh, now, Florida State, truth be told, in eight days is going to play Georgia. And because of all the opt-outs from Florida State and the injury to Jordan Travis and all the – all of this that's going on here, they're probably going to get run off the field. And I just think, uh, you know, like 42 to 3 or something like that. And, and I want to make sure that I say again here, and I know we will, leading up to the game against Georgia, that it will be unfair in a lot of ways because people will take to, to, to Twitter, Carl, and they'll say, see, they didn't belong in the college football playoff. Okay. It's, that's not exactly the – okay, you're – okay. But, you know, you're never going to convince some fans of that. They'll, they'll take that as gospel. And I'm okay, sure. But for Georgia Tech, yeah, big game tonight. I, I think an important game for them and a stepping stone game, especially if they're going to end up, you know, uh, moving on to uh, whatever is going to be the future for them. They're going to have to that, – that program has to up its game, not just on the field, but facilities-wise. they got to get their game up. That they do. Let's talk about this Florida State uh, scenario, and then we'll get into Bama again. Probably will be the biggest challenge for UGA next year. Uh, as both of those two schools finishing with top recruiting classes this week. Florida State's Board of Trustees, if you're just joining us, voted unanimously today to sue the ACC to challenge the legality of the league's grant of rights and its $130 million withdrawal fee. So this is the first step. We've been saying this. John and I talked about it yesterday. Um, It's a 38-page lawsuit filed in Tallahassee, but it's the start. It's not the finish. And when you talk about, is, you know, what are the chances of this actually going through and then winning and then, then moving on and not having to pay as much money as, you know, the ACC is going to want them to pay, I think this all eventually works in Florida State's favor. And I've said this. I don't think the ACC and the schools that are in the ACC currently or the schools that want to remain there are going to fight this. Like, you don't want to be here? Fine. You can go wherever you want. Pay us our money. And that is what Florida State is trying to say is, hey, we, we want to leave, but we don't think that this is, is legal as far as the grants of rights and this $130 million withdrawal fee. I don't know what the number is going to be, John, but I do think there's something here with Florida State trying to get out. Oh, no, there's absolutely. I mean, they wouldn't have filed a lawsuit if there wasn't. And so it's just about how much do they have to pay to get out of it because, you know, maybe they can do this in arbitration. I don't know. But the ACC is sitting around today. They know that they are dead league walking. What is They're Jim Phillips saying? Walking. What is Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, saying? There's nothing he can say. It's the same thing that said out in the back 12 that we can't stop them. I mean, you, you just can't restrain a trade and all that kind of stuff. You can't stop Florida State from leaving. The only question is, you know, what are the terms of, the, of, of their, you know, leaving going to be? And once Florida State does, uh, you will see everybody else immediately follow. And it'll be a, a mass exodus. Uh, here we'll go. Uh, Clemson, here we'll go North Carolina, here we'll go Virginia, here we'll go Georgia Tech. Better be in that because Virginia Tech will. And if you don't get in now, you better. And they may all end up, actually, they may all end up in the Big Ten because I think the SEC for now is going to go, okay, look, just uh, the Big Ten says, yeah, we'll take you. I mean, 
so I think they'll all end up in the Big Ten. And because the SEC is like, uh, we'll, let, we'll work this out down the road because we're going to end up with two conferences, really. I mean, and, a, and the Big 12. But we're going to end up with two conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten, in some form or fashion for a year. This will be about a year from now. And then another year we'll end up with all those teams in the Big Ten. And so three years from now, I think we'll be talking about, okay, how do we form two to three years from now this super alliance and, and move forward here? I mean, that's where we're headed. We all know it, right? I mean, Carl, don't we all know this? Uh, it feels that way. I, I, I don't know what ultimately it's going to look like. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm with you as far as this super conference thing. and But I've said, you know, there's still other issues that they've got to figure out. Just because you got 70 teams in one conference and everybody's feeling good about themselves doesn't mean that, you know, the portal and NIL and all the things that they still need to fix – are still not going to be issues. But with that said, just being in the moment right now as we talk about Florida State, the main complaint, guys, is not that they didn't make the playoffs. They were on this quest before this whole thing went down with the playoff committee. John has said it, and this is more about the last few years looking at what the the revenue gaps are in the SEC and the Big Ten and what they're not getting. And when I tell you that (laughs) you're talking about not not 5 or $6 million, which is still a lot of money, John, we're talking about $20, 30000000 million difference in revenue fees or payouts to these schools. It's nuts to think that the ACC is stuck in this deal until 2035, 36. Um, I wouldn't want to be in it either, and especially if you're Florida State and you feel like, hey, we are a bigger brand and we deserve more. No, it's of course. Again, Florida State's going to be fifty million dollars. Florida State came out when they first started yakking about this and the new Big Ten deal, probably just over a year ago. And again, had nothing to do with them not being invited to the college football playoff. Zero. Okay, they would have filed this had they been in the playoff. Uh, the um, and so I think some people think that oh, because they were left. No, that's not it. Okay, it, Florida State said publicly, "Hey, listen, we can't be in this deal anymore." Because of the new deal that the Big Ten got, we are going to be we're going to get fifty million dollars a year less than Northwestern and Rutgers. Not just next year, but the year after, the year after, the year after, the year after, the year. And in ten years, we're going to get five hundred million dollars less than Rutgers and Northwestern. We can't afford to do this. And they're and they're the base of their claim that they filed in Tallahassee today is that the grant of rights signed through 2036 basically hamstrings them and that the rules of the game have changed. So they ought to be able to renegotiate the grant of rights. And once you open that up, they just say, you know, hey, listen, we're renegotiating. You know what? We're out. <laughs> that's what they'll do. If they, if they can open up the contract, that's what they'll do. Uh, the ACC is – look, the, I don't know what the ACC will look like in two years, but it's not going to look like it'll be like Syracuse and UConn and Boston College. And Georgia Tech cannot let itself be caught in that. They cannot let themselves be in a league that doesn't include Florida State and Clemson and Miami and North Carolina, et cetera. You know, you can't, you just can't, or your brand is really going to get damaged. Well, you, you end up being the Pac 12 or whatever, whatever was left of it. It's Dukes and Bell, 404 726 You guys can always chime in on a Friday coming up. We are going to uh, get a chance to hear in the six o'clock hour from Steve Weiss from NFL Network. He joined the Steakhouse today. We'll hear him talk about our team, a lot of Falcon conversation with, uh, Steak and Sandra today, and Zeno was filling in. It was really good. You'll hear it coming up. But when we come back, we got to fill you in on the latest and what's going on. Hawks in action tonight. Falcons preparing for the Colts on Sunday. And Christmas is right around the corner. It's Dukes and Bell.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t